Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn, and today I'm joined by Jamie. Hello, Jamie. What up, my tribal chief? I did it just for Dan and Joe. Hello to you. How are you? I'm doing bloody brilliant. It's been blood and guts. I stayed up and watched it last night. Live? Dan, I watched it live because it was a special episode of Dynamite. So I thought, well, why not? It's only two hours, one, two, three. We've got the, the finale of the Blind Eliminator tag. We've got the FTW Championship on the line. And we've got Blood and Guts. I mean, of course I had to stay up. You had to be thoroughly sports entertained before this morning. That's it, isn't it? Uh, I, had to, I had to get ready for my last day of work because I'm on annual leave tomorrow for a day. I'm only off one day, but, you know. I thought, well, well, you work in education. Do you not get six weeks off? No. <laughs> you chose I the wrong wish. position in education. <laughs> I glitch you. All, all your teachers are kind of all booking it off now, and then I'm just like got the whole office to myself which is very very nice because it's so quiet there's no students there's no teachers it's just support staff so so back in work monday then i i'm only at a i'm at a horror conference tomorrow um and saturday oh why oh why which one are you off to it's not a convention it's a conference it's an academic conference so it's a sounds like work it's doctors so it's phd candidates and people in the field that are talking about their horror research because obviously that's what i will be doing hopefully next year doing my well you were doing it last night horror blood and guts i was that was preparation someone's (laughs) actually doing a phd in professional wrestling and stuff so i thought well that's always quite an interesting particular aspect do we know it's just storytelling in wrestling Oh, oh Christ, don't watch any AEW or something. (laughs) Well, we must start by saying thank you for the patience to all of our listeners for our week off last week. We, um, well, let's go back a couple of weeks. So I was away. I was off seeing the wife's side of the family. So, of course, Jamie, you took the helm alongside Dan and Joe for our Money in the Bank reactions episode, which... um, Have you listened to it? uh, Slightly. Um, And um, last week, well, we thought nothing much has happened in the old world of the sports entertainment. So we'll have a we'll have a well-deserved week off. And then this week, it's just us two because Dan and Joe aren't available today. Happy birthday to Dan for yesterday. Um, I believe they're continuing the set. Man, he's having like a three day, uh, maybe even four day birthday. He had his birthday yesterday. He's out tonight, I assume, for it. He was out last night for his birthday. I know he'll definitely be out Friday. And let's be honest, it's the Newport scene. He'll probably be out on Saturday as well. So, yeah, we probably won't hear of him till next Thursday's episode recording. He'll be living it up the high life. He is a tiny rebel. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> he certainly is. He will be there. He will be there. But, yeah, so it's... Uh, it's just the two of us this week, and I thought we'd, of course, have a discussion about the old blood and guts. I also, believe yeah. it or not, watched Raw this week as well, so I what? thought I'd give our thoughts. I know, I know, I know. Can you believe it? Um, well, you so can I... take the head on that one. I've read it, and it's <laughs> terrible. So I thought we'd have a chat about that. But first of all, an apology. Hey. An apology is due to friend of the show Ryan who wanted me to make a bit of an announcement based on money in the bank so go let's cast our minds back three weeks ago when we did our money in the banks predictions episode and we all gave our predictions and I mentioned that friend of the show Ryan was actually going to come round along with yourself to watch Mm -hmm. the premium live event and whilst we were there just before the event started we asked Ryan what his predictions were for the show, and he came up with some absolute conkers he did. He said that Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler would lose. He said that Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa would lose to the Usos, and I just went, all right, yeah, okay. That's why you're a listener to the podcast, not a contributor. Well, 
an apology because let's be honest, more or less every prediction he predicted on the night came true. So thank God he's not on the podcast. Otherwise, well, the prediction league it'd be in tatters, it would be absolutely you think, tatters. You forget, and he also went for Trish to win, but you know, it's fine. Well, there we, was we, some can, we can allow, well. yeah, we, we <laughs> can allow a couple of mistakes, no doubt. But, um, I mean, of course, I wasn't here for the predictions episode, so I have totaled up the scores since, um, and that includes a point to both yourself, Jamie, and Joe for I know, predicting. I did it all in be, the episode. Yeah, predicting there would be no cash. If you listen, so, if yeah. you listen to the episode, you would have heard me go through all the scores. I've already done it. But how do you even know <laughs> what the previous scores were? Because I listened to the previous episode and it said what the scores were. Well, Hopefully, in that case, then it, sh- it should be that I'm on 35, but you're on 31. I'm on four behind or something, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Joe's on 29. Dan, bringing up the rear. Yeah, two in points. He got two points, didn't he? Something stupid like that. Uh, Dan got one, two. He did two points, yeah, and no See? points, obviously, for a cashing because alongside me, he said that there would be. So. Yeah, DME, DME. Um, of course, I listened to the episode of last week. Yeah. Uh, was there a quiz? I can't quite remember. There was a quiz, yes. Who won? I won. I'm tied with Dan on You seven. hosted it, didn't you? No, Dan hosted it because he swapped with you. Fair enough. So you'll be hosting the next one. Seven for you and Dan, four for me, one for Joe. See, I've already no, done all this. There we go. To the <laughs> no, no quiz tonight, because it's just the two of us. It'll be back next week with me hosting. I'll come up with a cracker of a quiz. Don't you worry about I was going to say, next week, it's... I know it's the week after, isn't it? It will be SummerSlam. Well, good. SummerSlam's in two weeks. That terrible tin pot show that's been kind of thrown together, which... Believe me, we're going to get onto that when it comes to AEW as well. But let's have a look at last night then. Last night at the time of recording, AEW Blood and Guts 2023, the special live episode of the flagship show, Wednesday Night Dynamite. Well, and it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. And that means it's time for Blood it... and Guts. There you go. Exactly. Um, so just the... Uh, just the four matches there was then, because let's be honest, the, the Blood and Guts match, came, well, I, I've got the time here, came in at 51 minutes, 15 seconds, so almost an hour for that, that of course being the main event. But yeah. I mean, before we look at each match, Jamie, do you want to just give me your overall thoughts and, and how strong of a show you thought it was for a weekly episode of Dynamite? Well, I thought it, I enjoyed it as a as a weekly episode. Like I said, I wanted to stay up for it. It's blood and guts. It's an annual tradition. Um, in regards to how the blood and guts match was, there were some really great moments. There were some questionable moments as well. But um, no, I, I enjoyed Britt Baker's match. Though twenty five seconds, I'm sure you might want to discuss that a little bit. But you know, uh, well, but the other three matches. Yes. There were three matches on the card, the Blood and Guts match, the uh, Jack versus Hook match, and the uh, Blind Eliminator tag match. I enjoyed all of them. I, that, that's what I wanted. I wanted to see the Blind Eliminator. I wanted the FTW title, and I wanted some Blood and Guts, and I well, got it all. Well, you did indeed, and let's break it down then. So, Hook with his first defeat, dropping the... You know, why did he even still have this title? The FTW Championship, which, let's be honest, isn't a championship. It's not a proper title. It's a gimmick. Why it's still being defended, God knows. But either way, the champion lost to Jack Perry, who, of course, since the last event, the last pay-per-view, has been the heel of he loves it. Um, I hope yeah. you're going to be doing that in London. No, 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 no. Well, that's if he's on the show. No, no, we're going no, no, no. to get on to all in, believe me. Um, yeah, your thoughts on the match and your thoughts then on, well, the, I, I'm not even going to say new champion because he is, but he isn't. Just the fact that Hook His is has a lost. singles title. Yeah, but like, it's not, the, it's not, though, is it? The streak is over. 
I mean, Let's look at it from that way then. The streak is over the hook and Jack Perry picks up a win. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, obviously it started off with the classic theme, what, oh, 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 oh. Um, and then that got Beautiful kind of... rendition. Thank you. It got then obviously cut off and then he was burying those boots. Obviously those boots is all he's ever worn as a wrestler, those boots. And they decided to uh, obviously bury them. and. He then came out to a nice little rendition of na, 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 na. I hope that's not his theme for the long term because Jesus Christ, but you know Of course it will be. I mean it's a great piece of music, obviously, back in the day. I mean, what is it? Is it back? Is it is it Beethoven? Not hundred percent sure, but you know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful piece of music for what it is, but as in terms of a wrestling theme, not for me, unfortunately. But no, it happened. We finally got the match that we wanted. Obviously, Hook was running away from Jungle Boy for weeks. He didn't want the match, Hook. Hook didn't want it. He was running well, he away. He was scared. He was scared. He was scared, you see. And then, obviously, we finally got the match. And just like Jungle Boy said, he does his talking in the ring and he'll beat him. And he used some dirty, dirty tactics. Um, obviously, you've got the whole classic ref bump and then the low below and then the title to the head. And the streak was over. It was it was good for what it was. It, obviously, it's not the end of the feud. It's most likely going to be at all in or all out. Another match between them to kind of finish it all off. Uh, I liked Jack's new look, the black leather and stuff. Um, the only thing that I had in regards to the actual match that I'm not too impressed with was obviously his work as a heel in the ring. It's his first time obviously being a heel in the ring. He's got to work sport. on Addy. Yeah. Which which he will. He can only get yeah. better. Exactly, yeah. So there's just obviously bits where, you know, you'd give a a shove off to um the fans when they're chanting, you suck and stuff like that and you'll tell them to fuck off, that kind of thing. But you know, he was just kind of like, Oh, I'm moody, I'm a broody guy. But yeah, that's that's what happened. But he, he'll grow. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it. It was an is okay it match. The, is it the right time then for Hook to, well, l- be defeated for the first streak to be over? Is it the right time? I believe so. The only reason I say that is because it's continuing the the, the storyline between them. Obviously, you've got. What if if it just came down to it and he lost straight away? Then what, what's the point of the feud? Yeah, no, I, and I tend tend to agree. I, I I mean, I think it's the right time. I mean, lose it. Let's be honest. This, I think, there can be discussions that can be had for undefeated streaks in wrestling. Some of them matter, mm-hmm. some of them don't. Of course, your streaks like Goldberg, the Undertaker, they massively matter. And then when they get Jade Cargill. Ignore that. that. Um, But I mean, specifically, I mean, let's look at Goldberg, of course, very controversial in the fact that his streak ended to Kevin Nash. And there was rumours, was Kevin Nash on the booking team and booked himself to do it? Was it the right time? Who knows? The Undertaker, obviously, the controversies, was it the right time for the streak to end? Was it right for Brock Lesnar to end it? They're the two biggest streaks in professional wrestling. Probably will never be you know, beaten in respect of that and, and history. Then you've got the types of streaks that mean something for its moment, but aren't going to stand, you know, stand the test of time. I mean, let, let's be honest, with the greatest of respects, in 20 years' time, is anybody going to remember or care about Hook's streak, Jay Cargill's streak? I would argue absolutely not. So, and that for that reason is because it doesn't hurt them maybe like it might hurt the development of a character like Goldberg or the legacy of somebody like The Undertaker. This is the right time in respect of the fact that, like you say, it further develops the storyline, but more importantly, it further develops Jungle Boy in his new heel persona. Um, it yeah. doesn't matter that the that Hook has now been defeated because, let's be honest, he'll they'll have another match and I'm sure he'll pick up the victory in the in the next match. That'll further develop him, that'll further develop um, Jack Perry as well, um, you know, with his, his development as a heel. So, yeah, 
I, I don't think it matters because I'm not saying his undefeated streak was meaningless, but at the same time, I don't necessarily think he, nece- you know, he, he needed one. I don't necessarily think he needed an undefeated streak. His, his it was just obviously, I think, what, he's only been two years in AEW? Probably not even that, maybe that, a year yeah. between two years. And obviously it was just, he was only fighting jobbies. He didn't really have any massive opponents. There was the occasional one. But I think this is his, you might have to double check, but this might have been his longest match. Yeah. Definitely his biggest profile right. match, obviously, in regards to terms of storyline. And obviously they used to be the tag team of Jungle Hook as well. So obviously there's there's obviously pre-existing storylines there as well. And I don't I don't think it hurts it either because, like, yes, I, of course, follow AW. I don't watch it religiously week in, week out like yourself does, but I still know what's going on more or less result-wise. But, you know, there might be weeks where I don't necessarily pick up the results of Rampage or something like that. So yeah. if you'd have told me, oh, yeah, did you not know that Hook lost his first match six months ago on a Rampage, I'd have been none the wiser. But that still doesn't mean it hurts its stance, career, current programme. Because if anything, I think it's just going to elevate. It's going to make it better because it's going to develop him, this storyline with Jack Perry, as much as it is Jack Perry. Yeah, and I think the longer it goes, obviously, then it kind of puts more pressure. And it's like, who's going to be the one to end it? Just end it now and then nobody's going to talk about it in a month or two time. Like, it's done. Obviously, you can use that as a character now as the heel to say, yeah, I ended his unbeaten streak and that kind of thing. It would work for the for the time being. He can go around that title saying it's the most prestigious title because that's the kind of heel gimmick. It's not a real title, is it? But if you have the right character behind that, you can say, oh, yeah, I've got the biggest title on this brand. Like, there's only ever been six champions that have ever held this belt and I'm one of them. You could make it really prestigious, even though it's not a proper AEW title, with the right heel behind it to say, mm-hmm. I defeated Hook, I'm the champion, he was unbeaten, no one else could do what I've done. I mean, it's it's the million dollar championship, isn't it, in that respect? It's not a it's not yeah. a recognised title, it's more of a prop, something somebody's carrying around to develop yeah. their character. So, you know, I've got no issue with it in respect of that. And of course, Taz held it in ECW, hence the reason Hook's been holding it. But yeah, yes. like I said, there's been three, there's been uh, four champions now in AEW, and obviously there was two in ECW. There's been Taz, there's been Sabu, and then there was uh, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, was it Powerhouse Hobbs or the other one? Yeah, what did I say, Pat? No, I think it was Powerhouse Hobbs, was it not? Yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, briefly. and then and then Hook, and then now obviously. Jungle Boy. So there's been six champions, and like I said, it's it's just one of those just to have another belt, and it it's not going to be Jungle Boy's first or last title. Oh, it's going to be his first. I mean, it's not going to be his last title. Like no. he's going to win plenty more. Well, we should hope for both of them. Yes, and obviously there's big rumors at the moment apparently that Hook is being eyed for WWE as well. So. Yes, I did hear they were they were tempted. I don't necessarily think anybody would stand in his way as well when his contract comes up if there was genuine interest. You know, I, I, the only thing is then would Taz go with him? That's really the only option. Like, could he be going? What do a William Regal? I'm going back to WWE. Out my son's there. Well, I, and I meant like because of obviously Hook. Um, you've ever watched his promos and stuff? He's not like the greatest on the mic. He's obviously still green in that respect. He he can obviously cut like a mean, I'm going to come kill you kind of thing. Um, but he doesn't really need to. He's kind of the, the silent kind of assassin. So if you had Taz with him as kind of a mic, as the mouth, I think that could really work. But it depends, obviously, about his contract as well. Or he might just be a Paul Heyman guy after, obviously, everything finishes with Roman Reigns and he might find a new person never end with the Roman Reigns. Speaking well, of ending, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, defeated Kayla Sparks in a match that went on for just one minute and five seconds. That's the official time I've got on uh, Wikipedia. Give us your thoughts on that one. I, I, I read 25 seconds somewhere. One minute, five. Wikipedia never lies. You can't edit it. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, but no, it was just... 
a match to have a women on the card really wasn't it it's not great for women's wrestling just to be thrown in there for one minute 25 seconds there was no women's promos or anything obviously we had the we had the owen hart cup finale which happened um on collision where willow nightingale obviously won beat ruby soho she's lost now two years in a row in the final um obviously ricky starks won as well uh, he beats cm punk which i thought was quite a, a surprise and, yes, and a nice welcome in yeah last uh, week it was saturday it's thursday today more, that is last week <laughs> it's this week's episode on the podcast though that's there we I mean. go that's very true. um but no like i said there wasn't wasn't really a lot of women's storyline or anything going on um so it's just kind of it wasn't ideal just to have this 25 seconds. It's good to see Britt Baker fighting because obviously she's kind of been cast aside a little bit for the outcasts and yeah, that storyline going on at the minute with Jamie Hay obviously being injured. Then you've got Sky Blue um, going on. But yeah, it's all kind of all been outcasts at the moment. But it's nice to see Britt Baker back. Hopefully she'll start on a run and then get a, I say get a title shot. We're just hoping for obviously Jamie Hayter for Wembley. But We'll see. It will indeed. Did you watch it or one minute of it? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, were you fast forward and go, oh, that's, that was over quick? No, I was working at the same time. So it was on in the background. So uh, honestly, whilst it was on, I went into a file, let's say, in work to, to do some work on it, typed about three words, looked up, and the bell rang. But the second bell rang, as in, to end, I was like, well, oh, okay, fair enough. So I thought, well, if they're not going to give any importance on the match, why should it be important for me to watch? So I didn't go back and watch the minute and five seconds or no. the 25 seconds. You got the lock jaw and it was over. That's all you needed. Britt Baker did. Need. Now, the tag team match, the Blind Eliminator Tag Team Tournament, it was the final, Jamie, for the, um, the a future shot at the World Tag Team Championships. And we yeah, had the next Jericho week. next week. Well, we have the Jericho Appreciation Society of Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia um, against Adam Cole and MJF, the be- the real best friends, let's be honest. And of course, I mean, you can't say it without saying baby at the end. Baby. Um, Better than course, you, you baby. Had, you had the team of the world champion MJF and uh, the three stone soccer mum Adam Cole as well. Um, Victoria, he's not a professional wrestler. I'm sorry. (laughs) Look at him. him. I mean, uh, he's very uh, good in the ring. Well, yeah, but so's Hornswoggle for what he could do. Well, I just look, I just get a bit of meat on you, get a bit of muscle on you, get a bit of definition on you, and I might take you seriously. Anyway, that's a conversation for another day. Where are they going with this? There's only one place they are going. Obviously, you saw after the match and looking at the title going, oh, I still want this. It's always leading to that. It's going to be them most likely at All Out Chicago. It's going to be for the title. They're just obviously... but. They are the most over thing in the company at this moment in time. The phenomenal, all the vignettes when they're in the ring, hashtag double clothesline, anything they do is over. And it's the number one selling T-shirt in shopaw.com. Where? Better than you, baby. How do you think it's going to go down then when it comes to the, uh, when it actually comes to the, the tag match itself against the FTR? So we're presuming FTR are going to be victorious and retain, are we? Or I mean, what, I mean what's I, your I, thought? I, that's the way, obviously, I would see it happening. But, however, the way they're over, why not give them? I mean, it's uh, one okay. of those things as well. Like, obviously, we'll talk about Roman Reigns and Solo and, like, the world champion shouldn't be getting pinned or losing. These are two of the biggest superstars at the moment, obviously. It is going to be MGF and Adam Cole for the title at All Out, most likely. Um, But why not have them win the titles? Because technically, yes, FTR are the best tag team in the world, I say with quotation marks. Um, So why not have the two best wrestlers, according to your world championship picture, win? Surely they would. 
So you're thinking they go in to face each other for the world title as the current reigning tag team champion, champion versus champion with the world championship on the line. Well, they they could both be champions by then. Um, however, it might just be one of those that uh, it's all paradise. Like everyone's having a really good time. They're the tag team champions. They're the best of friends. And then he just turns on him. And then during a match and they lose the titles to Bloody the Guns or Bullet Club Gold or something like that because he finally turns on him or something, just says, yeah, it was all a ruse. Yeah, it could go anyway. I think... When it comes to MJF and Adam Cole at the moment, I'm not I'm not as invested as what other people have been, but that's more because I'm not a big Adam Cole fan. I'm a big MJF fan, but not necessarily Adam Cole. And I think we all know that MJF is going to retain anyway, so it's just a bit like it's just another match to me. However, after last night, the worst thing I've seen so far about this fuse slash partnership, if you want to call, is that Vince McMahon booking of the Vince McMahon booking. The Vince McMahon booking of yeah, let's basically just have a dance off. It brought back memories of William Regal, Brodus Clay, Jim Ross, just hey. I, I, just all these people that have had to stand in the ring before and be humiliated because Vince McMahon decided, oh yeah, let's have a dance off or let's have some sort of dancing segment. And then MJF just like why is he agreed to do this? Tell me your thoughts on the quality dancing segment from this week. It was his idea. I mean, you're forgetting that a few years, I say a few years ago, he did the dinner, uh, dinner debonair. Like, he likes to sing and dance. He had the, the whole party thing a few weeks ago where it was Adam Cole's birthday. And obviously they had the party hats and the party poppers. And then he tried to push his face in some cake. This is what the storyline is. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. They're supposed to be having a goof and having fun and becoming best friends. And well, that, that dance in the middle of the ring. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, obviously, that's what Daniel Garcia's kind of. I, I love Daniel Garcia's dances. I think that's like my second favorite thing in AEW at the moment is that dance, which is like. <laughs> um. But no, I I enjoyed it. It made me chuckle. I was laughing in hysterics. It's, half past one in the morning i don't know how you do it especially when you got work in the morning right the main event then the whole reason for this special episode of dynamite of blood course the blood and guts match itself of the team of the blackpool combat club versus the golden elite because let's you know they're made of gold these days don't forget well that's only because of ibushi because yeah. they were the golden tag team well they had to draft him in. They, they had to draft him in just like blackpool combat club had to draft in pack bastard pack or even yeah just because of that broken arm well, um, no, it, make, it makes sense obviously with pack as well because pack obviously he broke his nose in a feud with the elite when they were fighting for the trio styles so it makes sense in regards to pack kind of being in that match because brian danielson's obviously injured so yeah. that makes a little sense uh abushi's obviously just somebody who is a free agent we've obviously got the history and i assume abushi was always going to be in this match because there is no one else really for that's true for the well, elite so it 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 had it all. It had it all. Um, you know, the typical war games rules, um, the roof on the cage, which, of course, very WCW, we don't get that for war games in WWE anymore. So they're sticking with tradition as they do AEW with this match. Um, of course, we had the weapons and we also had a bit of action on the top of the cage as well. So you, I mean, we've had it. We've had all three years. Obviously, yeah, no, no, of course, yeah. Um, a few spots that I thought were interesting and liked. I, I like the fact where I don't know if it was 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 it um was it Matt or Nick who was on the top of the the cage and then poured the thumbtacks through the top of the that was fun, yeah. Law that that was good, and then of course they were both. I think it was Claudio and was it Claudio and Wheeler Uta, or it might be Claudio and John Moxley with them. Backflipped onto it, onto the thumbtacks. 
the glass as well, of course, which I assume was sugar glass. Of but, course uh, it was. I mean, it didn't even look it like still it. Gave it the effect. leave any marks on the back. Like no one was cut on the back. <laughs> like, there was no like shards or cuts or blood. The, the only person that bled on the back was Moxley, and that's because it was coming from his head. Right, let's talk about that then. So we, we know that John Moxley loves a good blade job. He he blades and, you know, bleeds you know the best, in a best normal thing about ta- tactical match. You can you can obviously go into it in a few moments, but just before, obviously, I watched it too. Uh, I watched it around 12 o'clock, obviously, Dark Side of the Ring. This week's episode was Abdullah the Butcher. Oh, yes. Have so it was perfectly going into it about blade jobs and stuff. Mm, and I was like, oh, well, we've got Moxley. He's going to blade later as well. But obviously, I didn't really know a lot about Abdullah the Butcher, but the whole hepatitis C thing. Yeah, yeah. I've only watched the first four episodes so far. I think up, up to the Matt Bourne Dunk the Clown episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've watched so far. I've yeah, there's the um, Adonis. There's Adonis. Adrian, Adrian Adonis. Adrian Adonis. Yeah, yeah. There's Abdullah the Butcher, which I watched. We got... The other one. Uh, da, 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 da. There was the Graham's episode. I think that was episode three. Uh, Adonis. Junkyard Dog. That was it. I, I have a watch. Yeah, I have a watch. Junkyard Dog, yeah. And there is a Marty Ginetti one coming up in a couple of weeks That's as the well. finale, that one. Is that the fun? God, yeah. that should be interesting. I assume he's going to be in it. He's going to get arrested so. by, by that. <laughs> but, well, he should be arrested every week by the stuff he comes out with. Like, uh, look at the, like, the TV show The Jinx. Like, literally, that TV show caught, obviously, Robert Hurst mm-hmm. in regards to, like, admitting to a crime. This could be the same thing. Marty Jannetty, if I'm, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a notification in a week or two to say that he's been arrested due to results and investigations on Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> we, we will see. I, I am looking forward to that episode. Um. But yeah, sorry. Going back to the uh, going back to the match, then I suppose the biggest thing I take away from it, from a visual standpoint, was the the bed of nails. Um, Can I just say as well, was it the other way round? This ring, like usually it's horizontal, but it was vertical. It's always the other way round. Like from what I remember, um... it's always been horizontal in AEW. Like when Jericho went off the end, that was towards the ramp. Was so that not was just because that, that was Maybe during it was Daly's place? I don't know. It was during COVID as well, wasn't it? So they had limit. Yeah. There was limited. I was just ground. looking at it, going, "This looks completely different." But, I think I, if I'm being honest, like I'd have to go, make more yeah. sense to go that way. I'd have maybe. to go back and check. Definitely WWE and well. Should I say WCW have it the way that AW had it last night, the lengthway side of things? Maybe AW had it in the past different, but the way they did it last night was certainly the traditional and proper way. Um, but yeah, go, going back to the, the the bed of nails, that that was interesting, and I'd be interested to know how they safeguard in respect of that. I mean, m- maybe they don't. Obviously, we know that they wouldn't have been sharp nails if if at all nails. I, I assume probably plastic as well. Um, but you gotta be sturdy because he took like a. That's what a I mean. So, flash, so you know whether they're metal, plastic, whatever. There was no give to them, so that that was gonna hurt. And I think at one point when Mox Moxley was dropped onto it, and um, it almost like sprung back up, up or he sprung back down, yeah, yeah and, and it and it like grazed his shoulder. That cut his shoulder open as well. So yeah, no, I I'm not always a man. I like weapons in wrestling if they're used properly and in moderation. I'm not a fan of the death matches when it comes to like GCW, that type of thing, where mm. they're just they're literally tearing the skin off each other for the sake of entertainment. Because I, I find that a bit cringe and a bit difficult to stomach sometimes. But you know, let, let's be a mark in this instance. The sports entertainment side of things, when they do the deathmatch style of things, because it's a bit more controlled, mm. I think that when they have these spots, like the bed of nails type things, you do cringe a bit more and go, oh, ah, that looks like it, even though, you know, I'm sure he did it, but no one knows what it would do if it was real, because there's a bit yeah. more control. I think you appreciate those spots a bit more. And, and to be fair, I did. I mean, I think the match, the match was okay for what it was. Um, you'll have if I'm being completely honest, I can't really remember the last couple of Blood and Guts matches in respect of comparing them to how 
good it was in like I say in comparison. So you'll have to give me your views on that. But I enjoyed yeah. the match for what it was. And I mean, I, was it was it right to go with the elite as the winners? Probably for the purpose of storylines, but as you know, I'm not a young Bucks fan, I'm not a Kenny Omega fan. So I wanted the Blackpool Combat Club to win. Um, but yeah, no, you can give me your thoughts on the thought of the match then and the comparisons and and the winners. Yeah. So like I was saying, there was some really great spots, obviously. Pack dangling from the ceiling, doing that foot stomp. Beautiful, like, perfect landing right into the stomach as well. Like, obviously, it takes a lot to get that precision-wise. Um, you had the great storytelling throughout it. Uh, obviously, they're looking to possibly do Pack versus Claudio for the um, for his Ring of Honor title. That'd obviously, a at Death or Dishonor, because uh, that's coming up soon. So there's a possibility of that, obviously, him leaving. But there was a few, obviously, question marks for me in regards to this match, and I'll talk about previous ones after. Um, obviously, if Pac leaves and says, well, I'm, I'm done, I'm not in this, surely that's forfeiting and they've lost the match. Well, Just saying. But again, was, well, I suppose it's no disqualification as well. No, because so... the only way to win is by forfeit. If you're leaving the match and say, I'm not wrestling, isn't that a forfeit? But fair enough. Technically, yeah. I suppose so. And one Technically. thing just to point out from that, there was a slight botch, I think, because there was a bit of foreshadowing. Because when he jumped down the sides, like to the ring apron, where it then showed he was going to get the bolt cutters to take the um, chain off the door to get out. As soon as he jumped down, Taz went, what's Pac doing? Is he leaving? Is he betraying his team? He's off, blah, blah, blah. And that was before he'd even bent down and picked up any bolt cutters. And then he was like, oh, wait, hang on, he's getting some bolt cutters. Who's he going to use them on? And it was a bit like, yeah, you jumped in a bit too late there, Taz. He was expecting yeah. that to be the point where he was going to bugger off. But um, so it, I knew he was going to do it then as soon as Taz said that. But yes, anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, and obviously then uh, Takeshka, also left, so isn't that another forfeit? Yeah, um, I mean, but that's only Don Callis protecting his man, kind of thing. But what I'll say is, I don't like the whole forfeit ending, it should just be a pin or submission because the only gripe I have with these bloody guts matches, I haven't seen one do it well so far, is all three of them have been quite poor endings. Obviously, you had this one where it was kind of... I mean, again, with this one, it just ended abruptly. I don't know if they just ran out of time. It just seemed really rushed, the ending. It just finished. And I'm like, what, what's happened here? And all of a sudden, it was gone. Like, did Moxley forfeit for Wheeler Uter? Or did he just pass out? And then well, that's how they did it. Did they? That's, exactly. That's so, And I think um, that's the limitations, though, isn't it? When you put a stipulation on that like that, when there's only one yeah. way to win. Well, to forfeit... I mean, there's nothing Moxley's to say he can't never gonna be created, himself. But, well, no, of course he's not, no. But and then I if can... you're if you're then quitting, can you surely not be seen as the weak link of the group? And then, I mean, who knows? This might be the way they go down, and since they do slightly tease the splits with these Well, they were, but... they were obviously kind of celebrating Wheeler Uta a few weeks ago for obviously defeating Kenny Omega in that big match, and now for him to get strangled with the chains and basically murdered um, by doing that. I mean, it, it would have been. But... Um, but yeah, the last blood and guts matches that I haven't been overly impressed or happy with the endings. It's just kind of been, ugh. Um, obviously this one was that. Uh, the one before that was Claudio Castagnoli. He had the swing on Chris Jericho on top of the cell, and he was just doing the uh, the swing on top oh, of the cage. Yeah, and that's what made him forfeit. So that was the end. He forfeited by doing that. And then the first one uh, was basically it was MJF and Jericho on the top, and MJF was like, "I'm gonna throw him off unless you quit." And then the then the um, inner circle basically went, "No, no, no, we 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 quit. Please don't do it. Let him go," kind of thing. Yeah, because that was that terrible looking fall, wasn't it? Yeah, that that definitely was the pandemic. I remember that one. Yeah, because of the camera yeah. angles and they like cardboard meshy fell onto, and then painted it to look like silver. Yes, kind of that's steel. right. Yeah, and um, they made they yeah. made the noise of crashing cardboard instead of steel when he fell through yeah. it. Yeah. Which, which would have been a great, obviously, thing. It was just the camera shouldn't have picked it up. It should have just let him just go, and it, we wouldn't be talking about it as terrible or anything, would we? Because no, it exactly, just, it would have just happened. 
But um, yeah, so those are the three Blood and Guts matches and that's how all three of them have finished. And I haven't really been that impressed with how they end. Like I said, if they had the pin or submission, that's fine. But to go like, oh, I've been swung too much, I'm going to quit. No, please don't throw our leader off the cell. And then he gets thrown off anyway. And then this one, oh, he's getting strangled. Oh, quit. Like, it doesn't make sense. And to handcuff them, they just handcuffed him. And then didn't do anything. Then all five of them just bullied this one guy, Willie Uta. That's like, the way to if, do if, it. If you had John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli tied up to the ropes, your sworn enemies, you'd just beat the shit out of them, wouldn't you? Yeah. Just let the yeah, other and let the other three people or two people beat up on Willie Uta and strangle him. You don't need five people. They'll just stood there watching. If that was me, you'd you'd be beating down on them because they've got nowhere to go. So it just finished really too quickly for me, and I wasn't overly impressed with the ending however i enjoyed the match as a whole and the, then and the whole us, show then give us your not for the show just for the match itself give us your dave Meltzer star rating uh i'd say three and a half to four i, I go with three i'd stick with three yeah it i do feel like day. obviously because i think this is the thing nowadays as well is when you've got, obviously, you've got the entertainment factor, you've got everything that you need in a Blood and Guts match, um, and you've got the storyline, obviously, it's continuing the storyline between them, it's got narrative through there, it's got homages to previous matches between them, so it does deserve a good rating, why I kind of went three and a half to four, possibly, but yeah. Like I said, I think Ibushi didn't look like he was amazing. I don't think he did anything really good. It seemed like he was missing a few steps, but obviously it could be with rust and stuff. Um, and obviously I'm sure he'll only get better. But yeah, it just wasn't... I had higher hopes for it. However, it's still okay. Like, I don't... It wasn't disappointing. No. No, like but I said, could I... Have, it could have been better. Maybe. Yeah. No, I think that's a fair comment. So... As we, I mean, that, that was Blood and Goats. Good old bloody Goats. Good old Blood and Goats. Um, apparently, we, we missed the best thing about Dynamite last night. Um, I don't know if it was in, like, some sort of pre-showy bit or, or if I just missed it whilst I was working, but TNA legend, a TNA legend appeared on the show because it was the advertising Shark Week. TNA's Shark, Shark Boy. Boy. He was on it, yeah. I don't know it was Shark Boy. I just thought it was a guy in a shark costume just doing Shark Week. <laughs> Apparently it was Shark Boy. Oh, was it? No, I, no, I, saw, I saw the shark. Was... He was just behind the stage because it was right after the Hook and yeah. Jungle Boy match because they were like, oh, we're going to obviously go and Taz like, get the camera off me. I want to look at the camera right now. <laughs> but um, let's look ahead then just slightly towards all all in and all out specifically all in of course because it interests ourselves as being in the uk and the fact we're mm-hmm. attending uh, we booked our train tickets this week um so we're all good to go we've got a hotel booked you've got my ticket on your phone don't lose it don't lose your phone um is it not slightly concerning that we're only a month away and we are still yet to have an announcement on any matches and is it slightly more concerning that without going into spoilers because it hasn't aired yet but there was a particular match on rampage recorded for a shot at a particular championship at all out which has now been determined so they've officially started announcing matches and championship matches for all out that's further down the line and still nothing for all in which they're apparently treating as you know the biggest wrestling event ever to hit the uk i, I don't think it Obviously, we all like a build and stuff, but it doesn't really need that much of a build. Um, obviously, you've got storylines that are currently ongoing at the moment anyway, so you can kind of book it depending on that. Obviously, you've got the whole collapse of the Jericho Appreciation Society. You could have Sammy Guevara versus Chris Jericho, for example, and all in to get them on the card. We're going to get Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. Like, that's guaranteed. Like, we're, we're getting that, basically. I have heard rumours of Zack Sabre Jr. versus yeah. Samoa Joe as well has been rumoured. Okay, well, I was going to say possibly Zack Sabre Jr. versus Orange Cassidy for the International Championship. but Yeah, well, I think um, that's the route we were going down. But then there was a, yeah. an interview with Samoa Joe yesterday or the day before. And I, 
I don't know why. I don't know what history they have personally or, or anything like that. But that was whatever the comment might just was. be one of those things yeah, that he's yeah. always wanted to face him and they've never actually crossed paths or something. Maybe I don't know. Um, but obviously you've got Davy Boy possibly making an appearance, obviously because it would be the anniversary and stuff. Obviously, are we gonna get Soraya versus Jamie Hater? Well, no, it'll be Tony Storm versus... No, it should be Brit. It's got a title. Versus... It should be Brit versus Brit. And I'm not talking oh, about... Brit's Baker. Baker. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like, you're talking Wembley. It's Jamie Hayter, the Southampton, Wembley. UK. Like, and Tony Storm is the champion. That's the only match that makes sense. Obviously, it was building to that. She said she wanted to hold that title and go into her home country as champion. What better yeah. way than to leave it? Uh, the only thing that would then possibly put me off that would be if Jamie Hayes is not 100% at that point, then they decide to kind of go, well, we have to wait another week and it's Jamie Hayes versus Tony Storm at All Out. So at All In, we're going to get Tony Storm and Soraya versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayes in a tag match. Fair enough. Shall we see if anybody's... Um, so Samoa Joe is. Samoa Joe confirms he'll be at AEW All In. So at least we at least we know that. Oh, here we go. Britt Baker would like a rematch with Soraya at all mm-hmm. in. So it is, yeah. it is building oh, yeah. up slightly. So like I said, you, you can kind of pre-book it based on the storylines that are currently going on at the moment. Like, obviously, like I said, the Jericho appreciating his side or whatever happens with that. Obviously, Jericho might decide to keep his own faction and he might have a match against Takeda, against Don Callis. Yeah. Like, that, it could go that way, for example. Um, you've you've got Darby Allen and Sting. Obviously, they could have a tag match. Um, I am worried CM Punk's not going to raise. He's going to do two weeks in a row, all in and all out. I mean, obviously, he's going to be at all out. He's wrestling every week in Collision, so why not? Just my 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 worry really is that they have marketed this to the point where it is technically the biggest wrestling event ever in the UK, with the fact of you know it's at Wembley and it's going to technically have a bigger crowd than Wembley. Uh, sorry, than SummerSlam 92 did at Wembley, or the new Wembley, should I say now. But um, the, the lack of matches, and I'm worried it's just going to be thrown together, and I'm worried it's going to feel subpar to all out. And a, a bit like when we went to, you know, Clash at the Castle, and we thought, yeah, the match card looks all right, but it's a bit more, we went, really enjoyed ourselves. But then looking back on it, uh, well, you know, comparing it to Money in the Bank anyway, it did feel a bit more like a, a grander house show than a pay-per-view. But my worry is just that it's going to feel a bit house showy. The the thing is, All Out is AEW's flagship pay-per-view. Exactly. Oh, and, and that's that's the, the issue I've got with it. And, you know, we've said that for the last few weeks now. The fact it's a week before All Out, it just kind of falls down the pecking order a little bit. Yeah, like All Out will be more important than All In in regards to AEW's pay-per-view stature. It is still classed as a pay-per-view if you look at the pay-per-view chronological chronology. Yeah. Although I have heard rumours that they're not going to charge the American audience mm. for it. It's going to be which is good. Network, which... Yeah, you can't. You can't. Yeah, which. Well, can't you? We pay for all of their shows that are in America to watch on pay-per-view. We do. So, I don't know. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah, sorry, my. Uh, I'm obviously wearing my wireless headset, and then he died. It died. No, I was um, just going to say we we pay for. To, I can't hear you. That's why now I can hear you. Oh, good. The audience, the the listeners can hear you, so don't worry. Um, yeah. I was going to say we we pay for an American um, pay per views. So. Yeah, but for two weeks in a row, I mean, like, obviously, they've already said AEW All In is going to be free on ITV here in the UK. No, it's on. Is it's they? only on Fight TV. Is it on Fight TV? Fair enough. Yeah. Um, oh, OK, then. So obviously we'll have to pay double then. I don't know. Well, you won't. Well, I'm at the show, yeah, obviously. But um, I don't even know if it's on Fight yet. Um. Um, AEW All In. All Out's on there. Need to buy All yeah, Out. Then get it paid. Pardon? Get it paid? Get it paid for. 
my dear lord. So, I mean, let, let's move on slightly to, before we wrap up the show today, to Raw this week. You, of course, didn't watch Raw. Um, I did. And what is a Raw? What is a Raw? And do you know what? It was actually a decent show. I've heard that the last couple of weeks or so of, of Raw so have been pretty decent. So I thought, well, I'll watch this one. Again, whilst I'm working, it was on in the background. And there were elements that were, again, a bit predictable as always, you know, we're building up to SummerSlam. We need the confirmation of the Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar third third match, the rubber match. So it was obvious there was going to be some sort of call out, but that was a decent start to the show. Cody's mum in the audience as well, and that's when mm-hmm. Lesnar decides to come out and start the beat down, and then accepts the um, accepts the the match off Cody. But again, with no stipulation though at, at the minute, which. There has been, there were rumours about a month or so ago, wasn't saying, oh, they were thinking of doing a stipulation that hasn't been done for a, a long, long while. At the yeah. minute, they're just filling it as a singles match. There's still a couple of weeks or so, of course, it, until it has it has been a while since we've had a singles match. Well, there is. It has been a while since we've had the Judy Bagwell on a pole match. No, it might be Cody Rhodes' mum on a pole match. Yeah, well, why not? It could be. <laughs> um, I don't even know. What if it's what if it's like Bray Wyatt's and it's like the Firefly Funhouse, but it's the American Nightmare? He's gone. He's never coming back, Bray Wyatt. I'll be amazed when he comes back. But it could be an American Nightmare match. For God's sake. Um, they had a rematch between Matt Riddle and Gunther as well, which was was decent. And then like Gunther got on the um, announce table afterwards, and for a minute I forgot that he just started a feud with the returning Drew McIntyre. And the way he was going on, I thought Randy Orton was going to return. I was preparing myself for it, and of course it never happened because it never will because that career is over. Um, but I think they, the in, most interesting development on Raw at the moment, of course, is they're obviously building to another rematch between Seth Rollins and Finn Balor for the world title. And it is making me start to care more for the world title now, you know, starting to see it more on a level playing field, which is you know what it should be with the WWE title. I refuse to call it universal title. It's the WWE title. Um, so I'm interested in which way they go about that, whether, again, that's just another singles match. It seems like it for now. But of course, have you? You of course you haven't watched it because neither have I. But did you see what happened on NXT this week with the Judgment Day? I was gonna say, don't say Dominic won. He is the new North American NXT champion. Is old Dom Dom, dirty Dominic Mysterio. So you know they're getting the gold. We've got Mister Money in the Bank, Women's World Champion, NXT North American title. Finn Balor just needs to pick up the World Heavyweight Championship of the no. world. You know and what's happening? Yeah. I bet you right now this is what's happening. They're all going to have their titles and Finn Balor's going to be there. And Priest is going to be like, you let us down, Chief. We've got gold and you don't have gold. We need a real leader and Edge reclaims yeah. his judgment. Then <laughs> I would turn it off because that is just stupid. Don't be so stupid. Um, but no, like I said, the episode was entertaining. It actually got me a bit invested in the product, like specifically, whereas, you know, past episodes happen. I, I rarely get to watch SmackDown because even though you were thinking... You're not easier, ready for a good time. Oh, you really... Is that how you anymore? I don't think it is, is it? Um, even though you think it'd be easy to watch since it's on a Friday night or you can watch it on a Saturday morning, usually I'm up early with the boyo and then I've got to go straight out somewhere. So it is easier to have Raw on in the background whilst I'm working. But yeah, the, the build, for, the only thing I didn't like, there was two things I didn't like on Raw was Ronda Rousey's promo, even though she did try hard, calling out Shayna Baszler because I do not know. I'm going to give you face. something you've never well, had before a match <laughs> at SummerSlam. See you in Detroit, bitch. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like who nobody knows who the heel or the face is, and they don't even know the one week it's Rousey, one week it's Baszler, and then it and then it swaps. So I didn't like that. And they've, of course, I mean, SummerSlam's just rematch after rematch after rematch they're, they're of course going with Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch in yet another rematch for SummerSlam but the promos just like I like Trish to an extent but I assume after Didn't Becky beats take her the mask and headbutt Stark with it Becky Lynch 
Yes. And <laughs> I'm sure Trisha's worn... Well, she, of course we know she has. She's worn that before on her face when she had a broken yeah, a nose. Yeah. yeah. Um, we all know that men love Canadian white women with uh, broken with noses. broken noses, yeah. Good old Shelton. Um, but I think the only other take from it is the was the return of Bob the Lash, Bobby Lashley, with his new faction. I don't know if you saw it. Do you say new faction? Is it an old faction of no, MVP, no. Shellenberg? No, no, new faction. Um, he was greeted out of the limo by his new. Um, well, yeah, they don't. I don't know what the faction's called yet, but there's three of them, and it's. Um, let's just say we bring the smoke. Bob Lash and the Street Profit. It is, yeah. So they're now a, a tree. They're still together. Didn't somebody predict they'll break up soon? Yeah. Months yeah, I'm, ago. I'm sure he's last in the pay-per-view predictions. I wonder why. Anyway, I think that about wraps up our review of the last week or so in wrestling. So when is Summer Slam, did we say? What what's the date of the old Summer Slam? Weeks on Yeah, you're right. Saturday the fifth. It is Saturday the 5th, so not next week. The week after will be our predictions then, yeah? yeah. Do you have anything further to add before we wrap up this week's show? Um, No, I mean, in regards to Watch Dark Side of the Ring, it's very good. We've got three episodes left. Next week is Bam Bam Bigelow. Then it's um, Beach Bash 2000, which obviously... Uh, it's um that's the one where there was a massive controversy. Why have they not got Hulk Hogan and what's he called? Vince Russo backstage and that whole kind of thing. Is that yeah. the one where he just basically lies down and just basically goes, leaves? The reason that this company is in the trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you've got that one. So you've got Bam Bam, Bash at the Beach 2000, and the finale is the world according to Marty Jannetty. So... They are really good. I've been enjoying the season. I've watched every episode so far. It's been quite interesting because I didn't know really a lot about the Graham Dynasty or Magnum TA. Oh, the or... Magnum TA episode was really good. I knew quite a bit of Magnum yeah. TA from watching WCW documentaries. The rise and fall of WCW has a good 15 minute bit on Magnum TA, yeah. but it was good to see oh, a bit said... more in depth with him. He, he could have and should have been huge if he hadn't been in that accident. Yeah. And I said, with a drip, with, um, Adrian Adonis as well. And like I said, you knew Abdullah the Butcher. I think everybody obviously knew him, but obviously the whole uh, storyline with Hannibal, I say storyline, it's real life, isn't it? But just yeah. a crazy situation there. Um, but no, really, really enjoyed this season. So I recommend watching Dark Side of the Ring if you can. No problem at all. And as for everybody else, please like and subscribe so you never miss a show. We are, of course, on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now Threads as well. Yes, we're on Threads. We joined it the day use it day one and then didn't use it. So. <laughs> I'll be using it again to promote this show. Don't you worry, but you can join us on there. We are on all those social media platforms at Grapplecast Show. Like and subscribe so you never miss a show. Yeah, I mean, that's it for us this week. We will be back next week with old Dan and old uh, Joe. And yes, the two of us, the band will be back together. Uh, The boys are back. Back with the boys boys again. again. (laughs) Just saying about, as as I'm about to sign off, I don't know if you've read about the sign off of Dynamite. I read that Kenny Omega commented on his future in the company and thought, well, it's Kenny Omega, so I'm not interested, so I didn't read it. <laughs> um, no, apparently, um, from what I read, um, AEW after air, he basically said, um, obviously, in the moment they were talking to uh, Backpool Combat Club and stuff, and basically said, like, we respect you guys. And um, no, it's the curtain call all over again. It is with Buddy Nash and Hall going to WCW and then Triple H and Shawn Michaels hugging them. Kayfabe. Yeah, I could apparently say, oh yeah, we respect you guys. It's uh, it's been good and um, kind of thing. And um, 
I, I'm a lover, not a fighter. You guys don't know by now I'm a lover, not a fighter. There's one thing I learned throughout the rivalry of ours. When push comes to shove, you guys are as tough as they come. You taught us what it means to not be only a professional wrestler, but to be a wrestler. That's just for real, guys. Come on, put it up. I've bled, I've sweat, I've cried. I've been maimed. I've got scars that will never heal. But a wise man once said, I can do this all day. Um, so... Omega, if you guys want to let bygones be bygones because love you or freaking hate you, Moxley, love you or hate you, Claudio, love you or hate you, ugly ass wheeler, you are. Uh, I respect each and every one of you. And yet he still can't throw a proper punch in a wrestling ring. Dear God. If you'd like to sign up. I mean, what a perfect way to say without further ado, I bid you a good night and. Goodbye. Terra, guys. Bring the bell.